For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Tuesday the 11th of July, welcome to Afternoon Sport, and I'm joined by Melbourne comedian Tim Hewitt. How you doing? Oh, very well, mate. Very well. I hear you've been playing a bit of um, uh, pickleball. Yes, the pickleball league last night, the Pickle Pirates. Uh, I went undefeated. Very exciting. Very intense games. Um, it's a hell of a sport. It's sort of like between tennis and uh, ping pong there. Um, yep. We beat a few ladies, um, beat a few fellas. It was all happening. It was getting intense at times, but we got ahead. Is it called pickleball because you get pissed while you play? Or it has that vibe. Uh, yes, I, I think I think it's because the hard plastic ball with holes in it, or maybe resembles a pickle. The ball's green anyway. I think that's about it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but you could be pickled playing it. Uh, it's not. It's not the most intense sport, I have to say. I'm. I'm less interested in pickleball, and I'm keen to know how Huey's heroes are looking for tonight's uh, touch rugby league. Oh, look! They're looking good as always. Uh, sending a lot of messages on the day. Uh, hey, mate, you sure you can't have a run tonight? Yeah, a lot of that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, I've been doing my stretches for the last, you know, four weeks. Um. Ready to come down to Melbourne for a cameo. I'm going to do it. Oh, please. We need you, Dan. Which says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In today's show, we're going to be talking cricket, golf, some tennis, some rugby league, some AFL, and a little bit of Women's World Cup. Stay with us. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. The Ashes, it's 2-1 to Australia. I feel like we're in the danger zone. And there's also a bit of discussion around Dave Warner. Do you think he deserves to a spot in the team? Uh, look, I, I personally think stay with him. I mean, it's not the most popular opinion, but I I think uh, you're sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul, really. As like-for-like like openers, I wouldn't say um, Marcus Harris is maybe the answer. There's a lot of discussion about maybe moving Travis Head up to open, but I think you then sort of lose his sort of counter-attacking potential in the middle order. I, I guess after Mitch Marsh has had a great game, and it was incredible. He had a fantastic return. Feel so happy for Mitch. Uh, but then the sort of, can we get Mitch Marsh and Cam Green in the same team? That sort of leads pressure onto Dave Horner, I guess. So that's probably the discussion being had at the moment. And unfortunately for Dave, there's still oh, seven days or eight days till the next test. So uh, with everyone got nothing to talk about while there's no cricket on, I think it's going to sort of just keep amplifying, unfortunately, for Dave. But yeah, either way, I I pray it doesn't become too, too 
because my lord, I can't handle more British excitement. <laughs> they're just they're they're sore losers and worse winners, unfortunately. Isn't so. that the case? <laughs> Before the Ashes started, Shane Lee did a bit of a, a cricket preview of the Ashes, and he was having a look at the um, betting apps and was like, "Well, um, there's there's a bit of a a, a good uh, there's some some good um, odds for Dave Warner to be the highest." scorer throughout the Ashes series, yeah. 15 to 1. And, uh, and, and you know, Dave Warner's got a lot to prove. He's coming to the end of his career. You, we might see him go all out. And I was thinking, hell yeah, 15 to 1. So I, I, I chucked a bet on, and I never bet. Yeah. So it's quite possible that I have been the mock of Dave Warner. Yes. Well, I don't think it's all on you. Um, but, yeah, there's probably a reason there were such high odds for for Dave there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but well, I love fingers crossed. I love Shane's theory tests. that you know he's coming to the end of his career. Yeah, no, he no. might want to prove himself. So you'd think he'd go out there and tonk the ball around. Yeah, and it's just hasn't happened. Well, fingers crossed he does if he gets another run. Fingers crossed he just does enough to not uh, have more more fathers of the English cricket team make memes about him, like Stuart Broad's <laughs> dad did, which is. Uh, uh, Bizarre on many levels. Tell us about the meme. <laughs> uh, so Stuart Broad's dad, who was a match referee, uh, made a sort of, or I don't know if he made it, but he posted a Simpsons, sort of Bart Simpson doing the, uh, you know, doing the famous uh, lines on the chalkboard. And it's David Warner's head on Bart saying, I'll not get out to Stuart Broad. I'll not get out to Stuart Broad. Um, which uh. is, you know, I just think weird areas. I don't, I don't think I want to see any dad on Twitter, let alone, you know, a dad making memes and is also a match referee. Uh, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was a it was a weird look, I have to admit, but good on him. That's the British. That's the English, I should say. To me, I'm just surprised that um, he knew how to make a meme. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like, did he actually get one of the grandkids to make it for him? Yeah, you'd, then, you'd hope so, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm suspicious of his of his ability and skills. Yeah, yeah, you got to you got to be sus on a on a bloke that. That is, uh, you know, got got sons in their thirties that's still on Twitter making memes. It's something something deeper going on there. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at the golf. Uh, Cam Smith pocketed six million dollars over the weekend, winning his first LIV golf event for the year at London Centurion Club. Um, mate, if you scored a, you know, an easy six million. Well, I won't say easy, but if you if you went to work and took home six million dollars over the weekend, what would you get up to? Yeah, well, well done to Cam. Um, yeah, uh, that's a great question. There's not much uh, comedy equivalent of the six million dollar tournament, I have to say. Um, yeah, look- I was going to ask that. Is there a comedy equivalent of winning a golf event like this? No. Like maybe not money wise, but what about prestige? Oh, prestige-wise, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, it is quite hard to think of a, a similar one. I don't know, maybe maybe the big award at Montreal or something. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you don't get six million. Put it that way. Uh, I just don't understand the the. There aren't more eyeballs on on golf than there are on comedy. Maybe on Melbourne comedy, there's there's less eyeballs. Yeah. But but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, they get a lot of money. Where does it? What? What's the deal? Where? What's it? How come? Yeah, maybe maybe it's the equivalent of uh, being a favorite guest of Joe Rogan or something like that. Uh, you know, similar vibes to Live Golf. 
you know. Except oh, you do it for I'd free. I do it. I guess I'd do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. You might get a toke on his joint, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, or or I guess just maybe the equivalent is uh, doing a corporate for the Saudi billionaire bloke that started live. Maybe similar vibe, yeah. really. <laughs> Let's have a look at tennis, Huey. Have you been staying up late to watch the Wimbledon matches? I've been catching a little bit of the Wimbledon. Yeah, um, well, until until the curfew hits in, that's been been a classic Wimbledon so far. The uh, curfew seems to be really um, pissing quite a few people off, um, even with the Djokovic match being stopped last night. I think we saw Andy Murray looked like he had momentum against Sitsipas the other night and then they stopped the match and then, then you know, came back for a, another game the next day and then um, Sitsipas took took the, uh, the, the match. Yeah, well, if there's, more, uh, you know, a greater example than sort of, you know, sort of the British favourite son, Andy Murray, sort of having all the momentum and then and then that being put the reins on because of the, the sort of, you know, ridiculous curfew rule at the moment, uh, that sort of puts it very clearly highlighted. I'm sure they would have loved if Andy could have won that match. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is up. So it, it would be disappointing, especially if... You know, you're on the run, you've got the player, you know, your opposition tired in the head and then what, you get eight hours to regroup and, and think about think about what's going on. It's a, it's a tricky one for sure. To me, it seems like if they're going to put these big names on the court, just put them on earlier so that it's not going to wreck the game yeah, or, well, or, or get rid of the curfew or something. Yeah, and then in classic Wimbledon, everything has to be tradition. However, they can't change the tradition of uh, whatever the yep. first matches start at. They can't make those earlier to sort of compensate for giving more time for the later game, even though your later matches are usually your bigger players. It's all a bit absurd. Um, as absurd as it was, I saw a little clip from Wimbledon uh, where a, where an umpire had to say, uh, please don't pop your champagne corks in the middle of a, of a serve, which is... Sort of peak Wimbledon, really, that. Do not stir your Pim's lemonade <laughs> too loudly. Yeah. Um, Alcaraz is playing Rune in quarterfinal tomorrow after his win against Berrettini. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, number one seed Alcaraz uh, into the quarterfinals. And yeah, Rune, number six. So it should be should be a good test for the number one seed, I think. Uh, and also tonight, a big match as um, Iga Swiatek faces off with Alina Svitolina. Yeah, yeah, the number one seed uh, up against Fidelina, uh, who's actually having a great run. She's off, knocked off a few big names on her way she has, yeah. uh, to the quarters. Uh, she's knocked off Venus Williams and Azarenka, so she's, she should be taking confidence into this, into this match with the number one seed, so it should be a great, great match, I think. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a sec talking soccer, NRL, AFL, and a bit more. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. So having a look at the Women's World Cup, a lot of the teams are arriving in Australia and New Zealand. Some of the Spanish and um, Dutch footballers have been filmed in New Zealand mocking the haka. Um, 
I'm really surprised by this. It feels like we've gone back to 1980. Yes. Yeah, it's not a, not a great look. Um, I, I would say uh, these are probably countries that haven't uh, had to experience much uh, antipathy in sport as a sort of Wallabies fan and as a kid that had to play uh, rugby schools touring uh, you learn pretty quickly that uh, the last thing you'd want to do is mock the haka because they will yeah, yeah. take it out on you pretty, smash you pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe the Spanish and Holland girls might uh, get a bit of rude awakening if they come up against New Zealand in the in the World Cup. I think a uh, few few slide tackles might be coming their way. Yeah. If only it turned into <laughs> rugby just for those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look at the NRL. Josh Reynolds has announced a mid-season retirement. Yeah, good on the grub. Uh, he's an ultimate Bulldogs man. Um, it's it's a bittersweet moment, I think. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a club first kind of guy. It's it's sort of with the top thirty roster, um, sort of him him giving his spot away sort of allows them to keep Toby Sexton, who's come over from the Titans. Um, they're desperately short in the halves, and and Toby had an incredible debut over the weekend. So. Um, yeah, I think it's a a, a a bittersweet moment for the dogs. Uh, he's a favourite son there, the grub, and he's been an, an incredible servant for them. He started there in the juniors, and 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 you know really loved the bulldogs. So yeah, and and that shows by you know sort of uh, announcing his retirement early to allow the club to be in a better spot. It's a uh, it's a lovely sort of little moment, really. You can hardly call it a an, a, an early retirement, though, because he's been on the field for twelve years or something. Uh, if you if you're just hanging on to fight, get bashed away and in in reserve grade, uh, yeah, maybe maybe a retirement uh, is also not not the worst thing for Josh either. So, yeah, but good on him, and I'm sure the the dogs will give him a big big send off in the ground uh, this week, hopefully. Um, any thoughts on uh, tomorrow night's origin? Yeah, tomorrow night's origin. Yeah, I, 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 I you, the Queenslanders. I backed them in for a sweep, uh, but I think, I think, really, the Blues do need to stand up. You know, f- for the sake of Freddie, he, even if he does get the sack, I think you know they should want to send him out on on a win. Really, um, you know, he's he's given a lot. He's really tried to transform. You know, New South Wales origin again. He's put a lot into it, um, and it'd be sad to see see Freddie get, sort of get barreled out with a with a with a sort of sweep and a big sweep. But on the same note, I am a Queenslander. I think it doesn't matter if he wins or not. That the New South Wales media are just yeah, smashing him uh, to the point where they'd like to, they're like taking words out of context to make him sound like he's like, oh, I don't have a plan. Yeah, you know, like yeah, this yeah. sort of stuff, which is just. It's disrespectful and stupid. Yeah, I mean, and he, you, look, he's he's not done himself huge favors over this series. I think he's been uh, very, very curt and very uh, sort of defensive in the media. But um, you'd think someone in the media himself would probably know how to sort of answer questions about selections a bit better. But that's still, a, you know, is isn't a right to. I've sort got of, a theory. Yes, I've got a theory. I reckon. I reckon because we sort of turned on him at the end of last year and I was actually thinking he wouldn't come back for another season. Mm. And this is pure speculation. I've got no way to back this up, but I reckon they asked him to stay on. I reckon they didn't know who 
to get to coach next. Yeah. Well, so he's stuck well, around and he's bitter about it because it's not gone well. Yeah. Well, and the media are treating him the way they're treating him. Yeah, that's probably a fair point, Dan, to be fair, because I also don't think there is a clear sort of successor here, you know. Uh, I think everyone's sort of done with, uh, you know, an NRL coach popping into Coach Origin. It sort of does seem like it needs to be its own thing now and uh, Mm -hmm. there's not – no one's really uh, gagging to put their hand up and the problem is I think Billy's uh, just sort of come in and – revolutionized origin coaching again with his sort of dream yeah. team of ex yeah, yeah. ex He's legends. like what Freddie was back in 2019. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um so yeah, should be a good good game either way. Uh, you know, it's, as far as the dead rubber goes, I think there's still a a few exciting storylines through it. That's for sure. Yeah, I I actually feel like there needs to be more um uh crowd crowd versus crowd drama in this storyline. Like what we've had in the Ashes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and normally I... So I sort of go for whoever's winning because I was born in Queensland, grew up in uh, New South Wales. Very convenient. For the sake Dan. of this conversation, um, Huey, I'm choosing New South Wales and I reckon okay. you guys are going to get smashed. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm furious at this. I'm furious. Because you suck, Huey. You suck. Oh, no, 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 Dan. Oh, my God. I'm steaming here, mate. <laughs> I'm absolutely steaming at this. <laughs> it's going to be a rival for all rivalries now. It's you v me. Mate versus mate. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsor, Cell AED. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you guys. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.